I'm Matt. And I'm Jenna. We are Mana. And this is Food for Thought. A podcast dedicated to encourage and inspire you as you seek to grow your relationship with Christ and live out your Catholic faith. In today's episode, we talk about insights from the Catholic Youth Ministry Training Convention in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dad joke here. <laughs> or we could just make squeaky noises with our chairs. Yes. We didn't have a dad joke today because we're doing a special episode, episode 45, coming at you live from CYMC, the Catholic Youth Ministry <laughs> Training Convention put on by Life Teen in Scottsdale, Arizona, an event that I've had the good fortune of being able to go to every year for the past 13 years. How long have you 13? been 13? Yes. This is where I had my conversion 13 oh years ago. Oh my gosh. I've only been coming for... Five years? Five years. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's a lot. Um, and so we're here um, in Scottsdale at this amazing conference put on by Life Teen. Um, and really just wanted to spend some time uh, together just kind of talking about what stood out to us from some of the sessions so far. We still have like, um, I don't know, yeah, like maybe 20 maybe hours days. or 24 hours left of this conference. But um we're pretty sure that everything else is going to suck. So we just, no, I'm just kidding. I've kind of just given up on that. <laughs> um, but this is the time that we had to connect uh, and do this live here um, in in the resort. So, yeah. Um, if you hear nothing, that is because we're not out where all the people are because they're loud and eating lunch at this moment. Unless you're um, in my room yes. because it's next to the pool ah. and party animals go till 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So, anyways... Um, let's say what the theme is. The theme is Fiat, which is pretty awesome. Italian cars are great. They are. They're very cute. I hear that that they explode, though. Um, (laughs) Fiat, meaning let it be done. Um, and so they kind of broke up, opened the first session. Matt, you probably took better notes, actually. (laughs) I took great notes, second session. Nice. Um, they really talked about, like, differences in the generations and I. And yeah. Whatnot. So, but um, this fiat, I mean, this comes from Mary when she says, when the angel Gabriel comes to her in Luke chapter one and says that you are with child by the Holy Spirit, she says, um, fiat, let it be done to me according to thy word. Mm-hmm. And so that fiat, that yes of Mary is such a crux point in all of salvation history because without it, we have no Jesus. Yeah. They talked about how um, in Genesis, the words that we they use for let there be light was yeah. Fiat, Fiat Lux. Lux, yeah. thank you. Um, and then Mary's yes. And then there was another yes that they had um, correlated it to. Fiat Chick-fil-A. Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we had Chick-fil-A. It's yesterday. in Matthew 28, 21. <laughs> um, I really hope someone goes But bringing that. light into the world. Luke's saying yes, let it be done. Um, just the correlation of... The Fiat Luke's, as you said, Matt, yes, yeah. and then the uh, Fiat of Mary, the Yes of Mary, and Let It Be Done of Mary, yeah. um, and how she was the new bearer of light, yeah. of bringing Christ into the world. So, like, I mean, this, this kind of starts off as, you know, what what it took for Mary to say yes, you know, like, and so the question that was really posed in the, in, um, the first day of this conference was, um, what, how far are you willing to go, mm-hmm. or what would... What would you do if you weren't afraid? Like, what would you do? What would you say yes to in your life right now? How would you say yes to what God is calling you to do in your life right now if you weren't afraid? If you weren't worried about what other people thought, what the ramifications might be, what the consequences might be, 
But if you really just faithfully said, I'm not going to be afraid, Lord, because I know you're not going to call me to anything that is going to hurt me or anything that is not going to fulfill me beyond my own expectations. So what would you be willing to do if you were unafraid? And I think Mary, her fiat is just completely in line with that. Unafraid, even though she knew she'd be persecuted, even though she knew people might think she committed adultery, and that was a crime um, punishable by death, by stoning, um, that that Joseph might divorce her, leaving her abandoned, widowed, probably not able to be um, marryable again, um, even though it says in scripture it was his desire that she would find another suitable spouse. We don't know if that would have even been possible, if word would have got around the very small town she lived in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was facing pretty big ramifications, and yet her lack of fear allowed for the let there be light of the light of the world of Jesus Christ to be born. Yeah, not even just the initial um, ramifications of her yes, but the long-lasting ramifications of her yes was... Mm-hmm. But one of the comments that they made yesterday was how um, with Mary's yes, she was then married to the cross of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And are we willing to also be married to the cross and, and to take on our struggles and our sufferings and, and tie it to the sufferings of Christ? Yeah. Um, another thing that I like, this was in a later session, but like this idea of consent, like perfect consent to the Holy Spirit to allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit was going to do. And one of the most profound reflections on Mary I've had this week didn't happen in a session. It happened in a conversation at, a, at the pool um, later at night. I was uh, talking to some of my f- friends who are area contacts for Life Teen, and one of the new people, her name's Bree, she had a tattoo of a fleur-de-lis on her ankle. And so I, being the direct person that I am, said, oh, do you have that because you murdered somebody? <laughs> because in if you've seen the movie The Three Musketeers, you know that people were imprinted with that as a, uh, a mark that they were punished uh, to death because they had like murdered someone or they had done some capital crime. So she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, that's, that's what it's from. And she's like, well, I'm in, and then I, I obviously wasn't the reason why she got it. I was just being <laughs> facetious. I was joking. And so I was like, well, why do you have it? And she's like, well, the fleur de lis is, uh, uh, often a symbol, um, associated with French saints and I want to be a French saint. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And she's like, but I also like it because it's a symbol of the Trinity. And I was like, okay, tell me more. And I kind of could envision because it's got like the three little things, you know? Mm-hmm. The, like, So I was like, okay, I know what she's going to say, like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's what she says. But then she says, but what I love about it most is when you look at a fleur-de-lis, there's the belt around the middle. And that belt is Mary because she's the only one that's mm-hmm. in perfect relationship with all three as daughter, mother, and spouse. Mm-hmm. And she said that sentence and it like lightning shocked me. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's so good. Like how cool that is that like, you know, this has been kind of some of the reflections is like if sometimes people get worried and like um, in Catholic culture, like you can't overemphasize Mary. Like you got to worship God. We can't like freak out the Protestants more than we already have, you know, like and the the idea that like you're not going to loving Mary is not going to make you love Jesus less. You know, like getting closer to Mary is going to get you so much closer to Jesus. Like Jesus is still always going to be the center. God is also is still always going to be glorified. But Mary is that belt of example of relationship with all three. You know, consenting to the will of the father as her daughter. Consenting to be the mother of the son. Consenting to be the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Of perfect consent that we can echo in how we're in relationship with God. Which I just thought was so cool. That's really beautiful. I was trying to remember the quote that um, Father Bob Schreiner said this morning about um, 
like in reference to St. Padre P. Oh, he said, um, it is the fool who thinks they can go through life without the help of Mary. Mm-hmm. And how that was just so beautiful that she connected that Mary was a, a daughter, a spouse, and a, a mother. Yeah. And how um, she can be those things to us too if we need a friend, a, a sister, yeah. or if we need a mother, or we need somebody to teach us how to be a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how beautiful that is. Yeah. And I just, I love, someone was saying, um, you know, you're, you can't love Mary more than Jesus. You know, like Jesus loved Mary so much. You're not going to be able to love her in any capacity greater than modeling after her son. You're not going to get in dangerous territory by loving Mary too much. Um, and, and I just really like that. And I can't remember what I was going to say to elaborate on that. Maybe I just needed to say that. Um, but Bob Rice... Um, he was sharing about, um, Mary, oh my gosh, I'm totally like brain farting now. Um, because I wanted to share that and then I can't remember where it was going. Um, cause he was talking about Mary and what did he say? He said, oh my gosh, what is happening to my what brain What was right it now? in reference to? I don't know. <laughs> How she was bold? Her bold? He was yeah. talking about her boldness, but he said something that I cannot remember for the life of me, but it had just been like right on the precipice of my mind. That was really bizarre. Anyways, um, Mary's super dope, I guess, is the moral of that story. Um, And that she models for us how to be in relationship with God in all those different awesome ways. Speaking of spouses, I really liked, um, Father Mike Schmitz is here and he was speaking. And I know we've talked about this even on the podcast about how Christ, uh, to like think of Christ as your spouse. Um, and it, I don't know if it was the analogy he used or the description or what it was, but it, it kind of, it clicked to a new level in my brain of thinking of Christ as your spouse and the neglect. Um, he was talking about how his brother went and bought a car. <laughs> after, without telling his new without wife. Without telling yeah. his new wife. They'd been married for six months. He just decided on his way home one day he was just going to go buy a car and got home and his wife was obviously furious. Um, and just the, the thought of like, Throughout my day, am I actually engaging in conversation with the Lord? And and Mm. having those conversations, I would just naturally have with my spouse and be talking about the little things that brought me joy or that frustrated me or should I actually be doing this? Um, It just kind of brought this new light to the um, idea that Christ is also our spouse. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It was good. Well, I I remember what I was trying to think of. Bob Rice was talking about like... No, you're, no one can love Mary more than Jesus and like thinking and I was in line with what Mark was saying today about like um, we're never going to love the teens that we minister to as much as their parents do. Yes. And it was just making me think of Mary and like how much Mary loves Jesus and how she's our model. But then remembering like she wasn't just like a mother. She wasn't just like a spitfire young mother who's willing to say yes unafraid. She was a Jewish mother. And I think, like, when you put that picture in your head, like, I don't know how many of you know Jewish women, but when you mess with their kids or when it comes to family, like, they are going to go to bat for them (laughs) in a way that is, like, unmatched. So I just, I love that picture of Mary, like, in that sense, like, cultural Mary, um, and just, like, the unique personality that she was. Um, Pope Francis, he, I think he wrote this in the most recent, maybe his most recent um, encyclical, Christus Vivi, which has come up several times. But he said it recently, at least, maybe it was in some of the documents for that synod. But he said, um, everyone is born as originals, but most of us die as photocopies. He said something to that effect. 
And I think like the the venerable, you mean the venerable boy? That was um. Oh, was that him? That was venerable. I can't remember his name. I have it written down. Yeah, that was the the, the young saints. the yeah, young yeah, saint yeah. that died of leukemia. Oh, okay. Not Pope Not Francis. even saint. He's a venerable right now. Well, I'm gonna cross going to cross Pope Francis out of my journal. Sorry, yeah, Frankie. So, sorry. but anyways, <laughs> I love that quote. Doesn't matter who said it. Really, still awesome. Everyone is born as originals, but yeah. but most die as photocopies, and how it is. It is without a doubt Mary was just the fullness of who she was created to be and why she's so revered because of her uniqueness and relationship to Christ. This is also what Bob said that I was trying to remember. The problem was I was trying to remember two things. <laughs> is that he was talking about he had a conversation with a professor once. Or no, this wasn't him. I can't remember who this was. but We've heard a lot of time. <laughs> I know. It's all blending together, y'all. Um, but we're becoming super holy, so it's awesome. Um this person who was speaking was talking to the professor about, you know, a tentativeness to have a relationship with Mary. And it was a spiritual director. And the spiritual director said, um, okay, I just want you to go and I want you to find one saint that didn't have a devotion to Mary. Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't found one. You know, like one single saint who did not have a devotion to Mary. You won't find them because Mary always, always, always leads us closer to Mm -hmm. her son. And so this idea of fiat as the theme that we've been diving into at this conference. I mean, if you're hearing this and and you're, I don't know, maybe you're going through something right now in your life. Maybe you're on the, the cusp of a really big decision. Or maybe you feel like there's just a lot of pressure in your life to be a certain way or to make some changes. Or maybe you're tired of being in a rut. Maybe you're really tired of how your life looks right now, falling into the same pattern of behavior, of sin, of broken relationships. What what would it look like if you echoed Mary's boldness? What would it look like if you echoed Mary's lack of fear? Because that is going to lead you nowhere but Jesus Christ, her son. Mm-hmm. Um and the last piece that, that I think really stood out, I mean, I have so much in my journal that we could probably talk about for days. Um, and I know you probably have more, Jenna, that we can talk about too. But um, the last piece that really um, stood out to me, I forgot. So um, it happened again. So you go, and I'll remember it. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of how, um, in one of the sessions they talked about how really the teens, these saint, saintly teens um, that we've had, and especially Mary, how she um, embodied like the boldness, the honesty, and the bravery and commitment that it takes um, for our faith to just fall in love with Christ and keep falling in love with Christ. Um, and this, this fiat, this yes, let it be done, um, it's going to take that honesty. Like, it, like you said, like what is it going to take? Mm-hmm. And it's going to take honesty saying, okay, this is what it's going to take, and that's probably going to really hurt in some areas or it's probably going to be really scary um and that's where the bravery comes in that's where the honesty come in comes in and then the commitment of like is this truly what i want yeah. because i think um it's extremely easy for us today to say i am catholic and i am practicing um but there's not truly that commitment it's just commitment of word but not of action yeah. and so really having that that boldness and that bravery and that honesty and commitment that it really takes um like mary's fiat definitely mm-hmm. took for her and her life and it's going to radically change your life if you actually say you know lord let it be done yeah and let this let basically let 
your will for me wreck me and destroy my plans and what I have and my ideas and my understanding. Just wreck it and rebuild it and make it your own. Yeah. I think sometimes we we, um, passively or indirectly set aside Mary's youth. We talk about like, oh yeah, she was really young and how crazy that is. She said yes, so young. But we don't really like sit there for a second. And Bob was talking about how in Greek... In, in the Bible, the word young and the word new are the same. Mm-hmm. And so when you read verses um, in English, behold, I make all things new, you can also translate that as behold, I make all things young. And he was reflecting on the fact that the world wants uh, youth, but it doesn't want the young. Mm-hmm. That it wants this allure of youthfulness and vitality and energy and vibrancy, but it's having a careless and um, negative psychological impact on young people and it doesn't care about the ramifications or the consequences. And I started thinking of the reverse of that. Like what if we looked at our own faith and hoped that it had the characteristic of what we were like when we were young? Mm-hmm. You know, like that vitality. Like, I mean, I I would like, I, would, I loved jumping off big things when I was young. <sighs> like I... I jumped off the second story of a building at my middle school and got suspended just because I wanted to jump off of it. Like, who does that? That's yeah. so stupid. But yet, there's a wildness and an adventure there yeah. and a willingness to say, like, I want to do that because that seems amazing. Yeah. It's not amazing. If you're listening to this, don't jump off a building. That's scary. Um, but, but I mean, like, I think that aspect of Mary's boldness, we, we kind of pass over it and we're like, oh, think about how young she was and the dedicate the faith the faith that it must have taken to say yes. But for a young kid, if I look at a young kid and I'm like, hey, do you want to go on an adventure? They're going to be like, yeah, totally. I'm up for it right now. You know? And that's what God really asked Mary. Do you want to go to, on the adventure of your lifetime? You know? And of course she would say yes because faith, real faith, is a, a faith that is vit- like has a vitality of youth. I mean, that's why Jesus didn't come full grown with a briefcase at 30 years old. Like he decided to grow up as a young person and he retained that value and that sense of youthfulness, of adventure, of wildness, of unpredictability in his ministry and his encounters with people. What if our faith looked like that? What if your faith looked wilder? Like think about your most exciting, adventurous memory. Like something that when you and your friends talk about it and you all get together and there's someone new there and this comes up and you're like, oh, you don't know this story? Like we have to tell you this story. What if our faith was talked about like that? Mm-hmm. What if your faith life was lived like that? Like anytime someone came into your circle and they didn't know about Jesus, like you don't know this story? Like let me tell you this story. Let me tell you what this has done in my life. Like this is so exciting. I think if that was the reality of our faith life, we would really be walking in the footsteps of Mary in her youth and her boldness and her honesty in her vitality and her dedication to Jesus. And I think that's just something that's really missing in a lot of churches and in a lot of faith lives. And I talked about in my previous episode on uh, a lack of a relationship with the Holy Spirit being why people feel like they're in a rut or why they feel burnt out in their faith sometimes. Who's the spouse of the Holy Spirit? Mary. And just like... You're not going to know me completely until you meet my wife. And you're not going to know Jenna completely until you meet Tony and you see us together. You're not going to know the Holy Spirit until you know Mary. And you're not going to know Mary until you know the Holy Spirit. Like they, they come in a package deal. Hmm. And otherwise you're just, you're just learning about or being in relationship with a more sterilized or incomplete view of one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you were talking about 
kind of the youth and the, 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 the freedom and the almost the lack of fear. Um, the quote that it reminded me of is that the more we love, the more we suffer. And how as we get older, that the suffering we've been told is not good and it's something that you should run away from. Whereas a kid, like, I think there it, there's an aspect of stupidity and then there's an aspect of like, yeah, I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm still going to do it because they don't mm. fear the suffering that could come because they yeah. are excited about the experience that could happen. Yeah. And so we need to lean into that and not um, be afraid of the suffering that is going to occur by loving deeper and more intimately. Yeah, there's like an anticipatory, like joyful curiosity about mm-hmm. children. Like even if they know... You know, you know those kids that are coy. They kind of like you're like no, and then they kind of smile. Yeah, they and they know they're not you, supposed you to know? do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think the world is telling us that no, and we yeah. need to have that kind of coy smile at like, oh, you really think I'm going to listen to you? Like, I'm yeah. willing to bend the rules a little bit, like, or break them if it means doing something that's like on fire for the Lord. Um, the last thing that I wanted to share was, you know, I'm hosting a, a beginners track at this conference. And this morning, the president of Life Team, Randy, he gave this talk um, about recruiting uh, mem- like members of your team for your ministry. But he said this, for, he told this story about when he was a kid, they had this like really great like Kentucky bluegrass laid down in his yard, but it only covered half his yard and down on the lower part of the yard was just this like real, um, real like terrible like weedy kind of grass. And so he used to love mowing the lawn and he found out that if he mowed the lawn really, really short, especially where those two grasses met, that if you squinted, the grass looked the same. And so his dad comes out one day and his dad's like, oh, it looks good. And he tells his dad, you know, like, you know what I really like is when you squint, you can look the same. And his dad was like, yeah, that's okay for the grass, but don't squint when it comes to life. Mm. Don't like, don't compromise. Don't let anything that isn't the real good quality take be taken the place of buy something that's less than, that's the cheap that's the cheap alternative. And I think we do that in our Catholicism a lot. I think we have a cheap alternative as volunteers instead of disciples, as um, fans of Jesus instead of followers of Jesus. And we kind of have this very sterile, um, grumpy, or uh, rigid view of what it might look like because we are just compromising. We're squinting. Um, And so... Look up with open and wide-eyed eyes at yourself in the mirror, at your faith, at who God is calling you to be and the things that you could do if you weren't afraid. And look to Mary as an example of how you might walk in the footsteps of a disciple, how you might make some of those bold decisions in your own life for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Amen. So that's it. Uh, We have no saint this week because we've been talking about the saint of saints, the Blessed Virgin Mary. We've talked about her before, but I think this is a good instead of what do we know about her life from Scripture, um, just what we can glean from uh, her relationship with the Trinity. And so if you really feel like there's a lacking in your relationship with God right now, um, ask Mary for something. And that's been a reflection of this conference that if you ask Mary for something, she's going to get it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, mom, mom knows what her kids need and Jewish mothers are going to fight for their kids like you know the fiery sassy awesome wonderful women that they are um and so i pray you have someone in your life who is of jewish heritage who because you know exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) and hopefully that makes mary just come alive that much more for you um but if not like i don't know watch my big fat greek wedding that'll give you like some kind of alternate idea or something but (laughs) you get the picture um so we're praying for you 
Mary is praying for you, and we hope that this episode benefited you. Uh, please like and uh, follow us on social media. Share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit from it. And if you haven't yet, please rate and review the podcast and consider supporting us for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. All of that information you can get linked to on our website, manafoodforthought.com, where you can also contact us directly or get links to our social media and give us feedback on the episodes, which we love to hear. But until next time, we will see you in the Eucharist. Bye. Bye. Thank you.